the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? It's another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And if you're a football fan, this is the slow week of the football season because it'll be two weeks before, or actually one week now, before we see Super Bowl action next Sunday. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs for the Super Bowl 55. And it's the first time the Tampa Bay Bucks will actually be hosting the game in in the in the stadium at Raymond James Stadium, and the home team will actually be playing in the Super Bowl. That's pretty cool. A little loudness from a, um, a little excuse me, crazy nights from loudness. Did you know that uh, this is this was the third uh, or the, excuse me the fifth studio album by this Japanese heavy metal band was actually released this past week, uh, January twenty first, nineteen eighty five. That's pretty cool, and it's very old. And that makes me very old because I wasn't even 15 yet when this album came out. Now, we got a great show for you tonight. we got two craft beer guests that are going to be joining me a little bit later this hour. Uh, and uh, But first, how can you follow me? Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. We're on iTunes. Uh, we're over on Radio.com. iHeartRadio. Alexa Ready. We're also on the Hopped Up Network as well. Head over there Monday mornings before 6 a.m. You will listen to the podcast version of this show to download and listen to you listen to at your leisure. Now, two guests coming up. Just about 10 minutes from now, Tim and Corinne Grant, the owners of Lions Roar Brewing. They're located in beautiful Westfield, New Jersey, opening up on Friday, February 5th. Finally, this brewery was supposed to open in 2019. Then it was 2020. Now we're here at 2021. They are finally opening for the first time. I met the two of them back at a beer event. My God. Remember when we could go to beer events? Remember when we can go to concerts? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's insane. So um, the, I met them probably 2019 when they were getting ready to open. I think it was at, oh, wow, I think it was at Westfield Hops I met them. Yeah, it was at Westfield Hops in November of, of 2019, and they were getting ready to open. And, and, you know, obviously they didn't open, and now they're opening, finally. Uh, and I wanted to do an interview with them then, and they said, oh, let's wait. You know, we want to wait until we're close to opening and this and that. Well, it's here. I went to the brewery the other day, taped the interview right from inside the brewery. It was great, beautiful place. We will get into all of that and much more coming up in just about seven, seven eight minutes from now. In 20 minutes, Kelly Moritz, she's the chief operating officer for Indeed Brewing out of Minnesota. She'll join me on the program. They have a new non-alcoholic seltzer. That is out now with CBD in it. It's available for shipping to all 50 states. We'll get to the details on that as well. And we're going to talk about that and so much more with her about 20 minutes from now. Let's dive into some uh, beer news and notes. 
Uh, to support and celebrate Colorado's independent brewery owners who navigated the waters of changing government regulations, safety protocols, and consumer behaviors, Colorado Strong has launched a new statewide public awareness campaign, and it's called Safer with Foam. Uh, Shawnee Adelson, uh, the executive director of the Colorado Brewers Guild, is going to be joining us on the program next week. Um, she says independent craft breweries are community spaces that are critical to local economies across Colorado, and the COVID-19 pandemic has shifted the way breweries operate. A play on the Safer at Home of the past year, the Safer with Foam campaign encourages beer lovers to continue to support their breweries in their communities and help them survive during this difficult time. Safer with Foam follows Colorado Strong's 2020 launch of the Colorado Strong Fund and its namesake beer, the Colorado Strong Pale Ale, the collaborative beer recipe, which was brewed by 125 breweries across the state of Colorado, used all Colorado-sourced ingredients, generated more than $2.4 million in consumer spending, and raised more than $115,000 to support the Safer with Foam public awareness campaign to provide funds for the Colorado Brewers Guild as well as to support membership and ensure Colorado strong future programming. That is pretty cool. Now, they're telling you how can you get involved. Well, if you live in Colorado, it's very simple. Visit Colorado Breweries in accordance with all local safety guidelines. Follow Colorado Breweries on social media to show show support and to stay updated on changing social distancing protocols. Donate directly to the Colorado Strong Fund. You can find out more information by going to coloradobeer.org slash colorado-strong. Kudos to them. We're going to talk to uh, Shawnee Adelson. Uh, actually, we're going to tape the, inter- we taped the interview this week, and uh, it'll be airing on next week's program uh, for you to listen to. Cool stuff uh, from there. Final, uh, not finally, but also Greenpoint Harbor Brewery Company, first craft brewery on the North Fork, uh, North Fork, for- it's so easy for me to say. North Fork. This is a brewery that started in the tiny Starhose Firehouse in Greenport, now coming up on its 12th year. Easy for me to say. Um, this past month, the brewery has launched two new beers, and next month, the brewery is going to bring even more exciting news. Uh, they've launched the latest addition to their single hop series, which features Nelson and Sav- Nelson Savon hops. It's called Sailing Solo Nelson. And then you have... The Double Duck Imperial Porter, which is an amped-up version of Greenpoint Harbor's Black Duck Porter. It's the first variant of three. It's made with cocoa nibs, coconut, and Madagascar vanilla beans. Medium-bodied with flavors of bittersweet chocolate, caramel, coffee, and birthday cake. Both of those beers that I just mentioned are out now. Next month, be on the lookout for the next two variants. So it's uh, coffee and vanilla and a Mexican hot chocolate with cinnamon, cocoa, chili peppers, and vanilla. The first, uh, the, the, um, this one is in time for Valentine's Day. It's a cherry pastry stout, um, and then uh, it's made with vanilla and cherries. The vanilla day, uh, Valentine's Day pastry stout will make your heart and taste buds pitter-patter, according to them. Greenpoint Harbor Brewery Tasting Room and Restaurant, located at 42155 Main Road in Peconic, New York. The original tasting room is 234 Carpenter Street in Greenport, New York. And, of course, for more information, just go to greenpointharborbrewing.com. And then finally, before we take a break, an interesting shift. So um, Budweiser, uh, which is amazing, for the first time in 37 years, Budweiser will not have an ad during the Super Bowl. Since 1984, Budweiser has run a big game ad every single year. Um, you know, the, the Clydesdales, all these different types of ads. Uh, the what's up, the, uh, the, you know, I love you, man. All of these different ads that has propelled the Budweiser campaign. And then, you know, remember a few years ago, they 
poked fun at craft beer, which was kind of stupid since they were buying craft breweries. Um, but over the past year, uh, a lot has been disrupted in American life, and that has pushed Anheuser-Busch to reevaluate its priorities. Uh, this is from Marcel Marconis, the beverages giant's uh, U.S. chief marketing officer. He says, we don't want to go back to normal. He said we want to get better, and we need to keep the learnings and we need to evolve. Key to those learnings is ensuring that Anheuser-Busch's brand center humanity in its actions and being sensitive and responsive to the experience of consumers as the COVID-19 pandemic has upended their lives. Uh, Budweiser responded to the multiple concurrent crises of 2020 with several tangible brand actions from converting stadiums to blood drive centers to supporting bars and restaurants and creating a scholarship fund to diversify the brewing industry. Um, and when looking at how to apply those ideals to the Super Bowl, Marconis explained, we said, isn't it the time for Budweiser to do something, given that we were so far away from normality here? So this year, Budweiser will not run any ads in the Super Bowl for the first time in 37 years. Instead, it's diverting its ad budget to focus on efforts to improve awareness and education around COVID-19 vaccines in partnership with the Public Service Advertising Nonprofit Ad Council and COVID Collaborative, which is a coalition of experts in health, education, and the economy. So... This is some good stuff. Now, look, I, I know Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch. I know. I get it. They're not craft beer and whatever. But this, is, this show is about the business of beer. And so Budweiser is a part of that. And the fact that they are not spending an outlandish amount of money to throw some ad out there for beer, that let's face it, consumers are buying already. I mean, if you're a Budweiser or a Coors Light drinker, this show isn't for you. You're not listening to this program. I get that. But the fact that Budweiser is taking its ad dollars and putting it into PSAs to promote and get people to raise awareness on getting the COVID-19 vaccine is enormously important. I, I hope that Budweiser, in its targeted approach here, reaches a, a, an enormous, a, a large amount of people to educate them to say, look, it's safe to get the vaccine. It's safe to do these things. Um, now, look, I'm I'm scheduled to get my first shot this coming week, and then I have to go back in four weeks to get another one. Now, some may say, well, how come you're getting it? Well, it's not because of my cancer. It's because I'm obese. I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not ashamed to, to admit that. I'm a fat guy. I'm way overweight, and my BMI is way over the recommended um, number that it should be at my height and my age. So I'm in a high-risk category, so that's why I'm getting the shot, even if I wasn't. And I could get it. I would still go and get it. Why? Because it's important to get vaccinated. There's no microchips they're putting in you. The government is not tracking you. Stop. The government has a million ways to track you if they want to. Your Social Security number, the fact that you file for taxes, all these different things. Stop it already. It's important. The only way we're going to achieve herd immunity is for more people to get the vaccine. The more people that get the vaccine, the better it is for all of us. And the faster we can get back to a normal life. Now, when we come back after a short break, Tim and Corinne Grant, they're the owners of Lions Roar Brewing. They're located in beautiful Westfield, New Jersey. Will join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. 
670 The Answer, and uh, without further ado, let's jump right into the interview that I did the other day at Lion's Roar Brewing with Tim and Corinne Grant. They are about to open their new facility Friday, February 5th in beautiful Westfield, New Jersey, and without further ado, here it is. So we're here live at Lion's Roar Brewing in Westfield, New Jersey, the owners of the brewery. Nice enough to accept my offer to conduct an interview inside the brewery before they open. It's a beautiful facility. It's opening Friday, February 5th. They're located at 517-519. It's two storefronts, South Avenue West. It's right on the circle if you're familiar with Westfield, New Jersey. Plenty of parking and, of course, delicious beer. First, uh, Tim Grant, Corinne Grant, thanks so much for having me. It's been a long journey to get this brewery open. But let's start with this, Tim. You were a home brewer to start with your late father. How did that come about? Well, uh, with the job that I was doing, I worked for Major League Baseball for roughly roughly 11 years. Um, And it was just... You know, at this point, we were expanding um, with the on the technology front, and I ran a team that basically had to build out data centers throughout the not only just nationally but also globally. So traveling became a huge thing. We were going into having our second child and or first child, sorry, and it just ended up being I needed a hobby, you know, and I knew that like just getting a break from work, having our first kid, it was just you know kind of insanity, you know, and then. you know, I know my dad and I used to do like the you know the Mr. Beer kits. It was fun, you mm-hmm. know, and it was just one of those things. Like I think I want to brew beer. I told her one day, I'm like, I want to buy a kit. You know, what what the hell? You know, so and I did, and it was just one of those things where like the kit turned into an all grain kit, and all grain kit turned into a half barrel system, and then before you knew, it, it's like here we are. <laughs> okay, well there you go, and then from there, obviously, the spark of making beer with your dad got your juices flowing, oh, yeah. um, and so. After your father's passing, that's when you decided to make the big plunge to open this place. Yeah, my dad usually... Uh, before, right before he passed. Yeah, so my dad was, he's a salesman his whole life and always worked for the companies, corporations and stuff. And he, you know, at, I want to say the age of 70, he said, you know what, I'm going to go on my own. And became a, a commission-based only salesperson. And from that point on, he did the best he's ever done in, in oh, sales. Wow. And he said... The one thing he said is, like, I wish I did this 15 years ago because he was able to come and see the kids. Mm-hmm. He was Because they live in Chicago. I'm, I'm, I'm originally from Chicago. Okay. And it just turned into one of those, you know, got me thinking, too. You okay. Know, like, well, maybe, maybe I start my consulting. So I left MLB, started my consulting firm. And shortly after that as well, once after my dad did pass away, you know, he's the one thing he did say was life is short. You know, and, you know, I saw him take a chance at 70 years old. Big right. risk, and I'm like, well, our kids are young. We talked it over. We had that heart to heart of like, I just started my consulting firm. I haven't been opening it in a year yet. And we have an opportunity here in in Westfield. Did we do it? Right. We just said, yep. let's roll the dice. <laughs> All right. We're talking with Tim and Corinne Grant. They're the owners of Lions Roar Brewing, uh, located right here in beautiful Westfield, New Jersey. They're opening on Friday, February 5th. We're actually here inside the brewery. Uh, follow them on social media, Instagram at Lions Roar Brew or their website at lionsroarbrewing.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Corinne, talk to me a little bit about the tap room itself. You were both looking for sort of a community meeting place vibe, and, and that's one of the reasons why you guys moved here. You were originally living in Bayonne, right? Yep. Okay. And yeah. so what was the, what was the, the kind of, and the, I don't know, the, the theme of this? I, I noticed a lot of wood pallets on the ceiling. Uh, a little bit of uh, kind of like the um, kind of like the jungle on the walls and stuff. So, what was the the theme behind? What was the the thinking behind the theme? 
Well, I think what first sold us to this place was the brick wall right okay. here. When we saw that, it kind of added the inspiration of like, okay, this is our beautiful, you know, first piece to work with. And then it was just, you know, it's something I kind of just built in my head and to actually see it slowly, like, oh, that idea just got done today. And right. now like our ceiling looks awesome. And so it really just kind of came organically. We didn't have any kind of designer like drawing out anything intense. We had a great GC, I'll say that. We had an awesome GC mm -hmm. who yeah. got my sure. vision and they, you know, they ran with it. Basically a puzzle that you kind of yes. had in your head that he put together. Exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, this whole place has been one puzzle, but like piece by piece, you know, we've right. been building it. Now, when I first met, I believe it was you, Corinne, that I met first over at Westfield Hops yes. uh, back in 2019, and the brewery Gosh. was supposed to open then. The old days. Right, the old days. <laughs> then it was early 2020, and then, of course, the pandemic hits and sends things all over the place for everybody all over the country, but especially people who are trying to open a business, but whether it be a brewery or, or anything else. How difficult has it been? for the both of you to open this brewery in the midst of a pandemic? Well, I always say, I think, you know, our perspective on it, you know, might be a lot different than other people because we, not only were we, you know, a startup mm. trying to open this, so we don't qualify for any kind of help. Right. But Tim's consulting basically went to zero. And sure, because I, nobody is spending nobody, money. Nobody's spending money. Right. And I am was a stay-at-home mom, so... We were, you know, there was a few heavy conversations these past yeah. couple months of like, can we do this? Because any you money know, we did have was going towards living, living. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So like financially, it took a huge toll, and then mentally too. Sure. You know, like you, we got two small mouths to feed as well. So right. it has been, uh, you know, it's been really, really difficult, but. I can't believe that we've got a date and this is really Actually happening. It's yeah. just surreal. And that's, I mean, that, I mean, honestly, that's the best part. You've invested so much time and so much money and so much sweat and tears into this whole thing. And the fact that now you're at that finish line, it's in sight, you can see it, I think is a really great thing. We're talking with Tim and Corinne Grant. They're the owners of Lions Roar Brewing, located right here in Westfield, New Jersey. We're actually inside the brewery itself. They're opening up Friday, February 5th. Uh, follow them on social media, Instagram at Lions Roar Brew. Their website is lionsroarbrewing.com. You can jump on their Facebook page. They're on Twitter as well. Um, as I understand it, you guys are doing reservations only for the beginning of the, the uh, opening, correct? Yes. Okay. And the, brew, the, the beer styles, Tim, that, you wanna, that you're looking to brew um, to open up, what, what are we looking at? I know everybody's doing the hazy IPA. Is that one of the staples, or is it you're going to go a little different? I'm, uh, I'm starting with a double dry hopped American IPA. Um, okay. That will be first on tap. We're opening with five initially, and we're going to start slow rolling out uh, additional as well. Um, I have 20 taps available. Right. I'm going to have all 20 taps, you know, the first uh, first couple weeks. But right. we'll be uh, we're not test the waters. I'm making a lot of uh, very drinkable beers. I have a Belgian triple. Um, okay. I have an ESB, which um, I think people are really going to like. I, I, the flavor of that came out very well. Um, I have a... Uh, what else do I have on here? <laughs> we just changed it. Oh, my October best. Okay. Which is obviously way too late, but, you but know, hey. it was my first one to make, and right. uh, it, it came out quite tasty. So, um, yeah, so we'll have five beers, and we'll be filling, um, filling those up for, for anybody that... Wants to taste what, but what's your general beer? style that you like to that you like? To I don't. I prefer Belgian styles. So okay. Belgian doubles, uh, uh, kvikes, um, triples. So like that's 
saisons. You know, that's that's really what I, I enjoy making. Um, and then when you have that finished product, I mean, it's it's a great just sipping beer. You know, absolutely, so. absolutely. Now, and the and the trend seems to be as we've gotten further and further into this pandemic, everybody was obviously trying to can beers, get them out, and all their you know IPAs and this and that, whatever they could get out there. But I've noticed the trend over the last. I'd probably say five or six months, and obviously it's because of time, because brewers have a lot of time now to sit around. They don't have people coming in. You know, in Jersey, obviously, it's 25%, but there's only so much. I've noticed that um, a lot of brewers have been going back to brewing pilsners, lagers, doing longer-form beers. Any thoughts of doing those things down the, pipe, down the pipeline? Yes, I do have a hazy pilsner I'll be bringing out as well, and I'm actually brewing tomorrow. I'll be doing another lager, uh, more of a winter lager, okay. um, just to actually get something out there. Because uh, now's the time. Now's the time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And um, you'll be doing growler fills. Obviously, no thoughts to doing any type of canning or bottling right off the right off the bat. Okay. And you, are you equipped to do that, or do you have to do a mobile canning if you needed to? Uh, do we'd that? probably bring a mobile canning unit in. Okay. Uh, we do have a, a single uh, canning unit, but you know, just going through the twenty cans that I ripped through, um, I, I could just see that being a nightmare. So right. I'm, I'm okay. gonna say forget that. And obviously, keeping this at, at um, keeping this at twenty five percent capacity, um, you guys do have uh, uh, you know obviously you've got a nice indoor space, but you've also got outdoor space as well. Yes. Um, are there going to be uh, heaters out there? Are there going to be you know so that people can sit out there if they want? Yep. Every table will have a heater next to it. Okay. And we've got three gazebos as well. So oh, very nice. If you're lucky to get a table under there, you'll be a little bit cozier. And the, how, how can people go about making reserva- reservations? Right through the website? Yes. Yeah, so uh, this Saturday at noon, the table reservations on our website will go live. Okay. So you'll be able to, every you know two weeks ahead, you'll be able to schedule, see what we have left. And Great. we're doing it in 90-minute blocks. Great. And that's what a lot of guys are doing. I know the guys from Source, they do a 90-minute block where you, you get in. You get your stuff, and then, you know, after the 90 minutes, yeah, it's trying to rotate and get people in here. And obviously, I know you guys are expecting a big rush at the Open, which I'm sure that you guys are going to get. And obviously, well, like, it's not going brick, whatever, you know, the special brick. But um, it's it's really exciting um, just to have a brewery being open for the first time, but especially during this unnatural situation, which nobody had ever predicted you know, over a year ago. So yeah. I, I just want to thank you guys. My guests have been Tim and Corinne Grant. They're the owners of Lions Row Brewing here in Westfield, New Jersey. I've been trying to get an interview with them for a while, and I'm glad we waited this long <laughs> because if we had done it originally, it, it, everything would have changed yeah. uh, in terms of what was going on. Their opening is Friday, February 5th. The reservations uh, are online now, and then you can um, you can uh, plan out for two weeks ahead. Obviously, they're only at 25% capacity. So have some patience until, uh, you know, if you can't get a spot right away, you will be able to get in there as soon as you can. Guys, thanks so much for joining me. Oh, Very thank much you. Appreciate thank you so much, Al. You got it. Up next, Kelly Moritz, the Chief Operating Officer for Indeed Brewing out in Minnesota, will join me on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. 
Uh, we're on iTunes as well. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows there, Alexa Ready, Radio.com, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. And, of course, Monday mornings, the podcast version of this program, can be heard on the Hopped Up Network. All you got to do is head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can listen to this show or a plethora of other beer shows whenever you want. Soul Asylum's Runaway Train. Boy, I remember the first time that I heard that song. It was on a little show that I worked on here in New York called Radio Free New York. And we played Soul Asylum, the kind of the, um, you know, them and Soundgarden and all these other bands. The start of this alternative phase and Soul Asylum, of course, coming out of this, the great state of Minnesota. And I remember seeing Soul Asylum in Orange County, New York. I think it was it was Soul Asylum. Uh, and I'm trying to remember the other bands that were there. And it was on a, a dirt field. We had a blast. I remember that. Boy, God, I'm aging myself. I, I think I was I don't think I was 21 at the time when I saw those guys. Now, my next guest, and of course, speaking of Minnesota, is the chief operating officer for a brewery with three locations in Minnesota. They've recently announced a new offering. It's a seltzer with CBD in it that is non-alcoholic. Indeedbrewing.com is the website for more information. And it, the brewery, of course, is Indeed Brewing. Let me welcome to the show Kelly Moritz. Kelly, how are you today? Hey, Al. I'm doing wonderful. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Now, Lull has yes. been available. That's the name of the uh, the seltzer with CBD in it. It yes. has been available at the brewery since May of 2019. But, of course, dry January is a huge deal for a lot of folks who may have been overindulging over the holidays. But you add a yes. pandemic to that, and that only compounds the problem. Was this the idea behind making Lull and making it available in cans? Well, you know, actually, we had been planning on producing Lull and, and canning it before we knew anything about this pandemic that was going to happen to us in 2020. Um, so, yeah, this has been in the works for us for a while. It actually started as a way for us to provide a different type of craft offering in our tap rooms. So we have two tap rooms, one in um, Minneapolis, one in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And we were looking for a non-alcoholic option to offer to our guests that wasn't just a can of Diet Coke. Um or, you know, a glass of tap water, right. uh, something special, something that we made, you know, something that gets poured from the tap um, that just doesn't, happens to not contain any alcohol, but it still feels special, still feels like an occasion, still feels like something, you know, a, a positive experience with, with that drink. So um, that's where the idea came from, and then it started to grow from there. Right. And for those that aren't aware, the product does not have THC, which is the psychoactive part of cannabis. This has CBD, which has no harmful effects, Correct. Yep, that's absolutely correct. Yep, so it's, uh, we infuse the seltzer with a full-spectrum CBD, um, and it's no THC whatsoever, zero THC. And and what is it, like, I, for those, and again, I, I'm kind of a novice, to, I mean, listen, I'll, I freely admitted that I've smoked, I've smoked weed in the past, but what is <laughs> cannabidi- uh, cannabidiol, what does it do for the, for the person who's ingesting it? Yeah. Well, what people say, so of course, like I'll, I'll just start by saying we're, we're not making any health claims for, right. for lol, CBD filter. Um, but what, what people, um, express to us and what we've experienced ourselves is, uh, feeling of calm, um, a little bit of, you know, more collected, maybe, um, just a little bit more centered. Those are kind of some of the words that we've heard people use to describe the effects of, uh, CBD when, when they take it or when they drink it. 
Fair enough. Talking with Kelly Moritz, yeah. the COO of Indeed Brewing, which has three locations. Uh, two are in Minnesota, one is in Wisconsin. They've recently announced a new offering. It's a seltzer with CBD in it that is non-alcoholic. It's called Lull. Indeedbrewing.com is the website for more information. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, obviously, we're still in the midst of this pandemic. Kelly, how has the pandemic affected your business? I'm assuming your locations were closed for a time and then opened back up again. But what have you guys had to do um, to shift your, your business model in order to continue producing product? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we've been through a lot of changes in this past year. A lot of getting creative and kind of trying to buckle down and work through a lot of the challenges. Like you say, uh, both of our tap rooms were shut down for um, some time, uh, though you know, varying degrees in, in between the two states. Um, but right away when the, when the first shutdown and closures began back in March, uh, we turned a lot of our attention to figuring out new and creative ways to sell our beer uh, from our own tap room. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we're still in Minnesota. I don't know if you know about our growler cap. We're still able to sell growlers and crowlers from our own location. Okay. Um, we're getting close to the cap that would make it, uh, make it, make us unable to be able to sell those. But we, luckily we still have that ability and it really, really saved us, um, during that time when everything was completely shut down. Uh, we were able to sell crowlers and growlers to go. We took a, a small section. Um, so one of our tap rooms in Minneapolis, we had basically turned it into a crowler factory of sorts. So we were just huh. cranking through, cranking through crowlers, pouring beers off the tap, straight into the crowlers, getting them out the window to customers. Um, we put in place new online ordering systems, all kinds of stuff very quickly um, to try to adjust. And another cool thing that, I, that we did was we took a lot of our beers that were intended to be heavy on draft uh, and sold out to our um, bars and restaurants right. and quickly kind of switched those over to six packs that we were able to sell through our liquor store partners. Nice. Um, and those had like fun label th- fun things on the labels. Like uh, we had a QR code on a couple of them where you could tip our bartenders um, who would normally be pouring you those beers. Or oh. um, we had a QR code to support uh, local music industry folks that um, were obviously hugely impacted by venues being closed as well. Mm-hmm. So um, tried to get creative with that stuff too. And um, just pivot as much as we could away from, um, you know, what was normally going to be a big year with our bars and restaurants and and shift that attention to to go and, um, and our liquor stores. Well, I love the idea of having a QR code to tip the bartenders that would have been pouring the beer. I yeah, think that's a really great. Yeah. yeah, I think that's I think that's fantastic. Now, I want to talk about uh, one of the beers that you have in your portfolio. Lucy Session yeah. Sour. Does the name Lucy yeah. refer to Juicy Lucy's that are the rage in Wisconsin? Was that the, th- the theme behind that? <laughs> No, though it is, it is definitely a coincidence that um, it doesn't go unnoticed that, you know, the Juicy Lucy is the, like the Minis- official sandwich of Minnesota, official burger of Minnesota. Right. But, um, but no, it's the story behind that actually is that our um, our founding brewer, Josh Bischoff, his daughter's name is Lucy. Ah. Um, and we ha- he actually has beers named for, named for all three of his children. Um, but Lucy, was, Lucy is actually probably the one that's in biggest circulation and that's his middle child um so she she's a spirited one i think i remember when we were developing this beer you know it's a little tart it's a a little sassy and and at that time you know she was right at that age um where she was she was pretty tart and sassy herself so 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 uh, in this instance in this instance the middle child is not being neglected so that's a good thing because it's a (laughs) a popular beer now the other thing that i noticed about your core beers kelly uh are 
all the beers with ABVs around 5% or lower. Was this done with a purpose on the core beers? Um, I don't know that it was ever set out um, as a goal of ours or an intention of ours to, to do that. But I do think that with a lot of those core beers, um, it, we want them to be uh, approachable and we want you to be able to have a few and, um, you know, sit back and enjoy. So I think that, you know, while it wasn't necessarily intentional, um, it makes sense that a lot of those beers fall right around in that category. Um, though, you know, some of our most popular beers, uh, like our Mexican honey um, clocks in it quite a bit higher um, than that. And we would consider that to be one of our core beers as well, as it's okay. now available year-round. Uh, used to not be available year-round. used to be a lot more limited, and gotcha. um, now we've been able to expand production on that. And, um, and, so, yeah. And last question from me, uh, Kelly, and we're talking sure. with Kelly Moritz, the COO of Indeed Brewing here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, uh, about non-alcoholic beverages, Obviously very mm-hmm. popular among uh, a, a certain uh, mindset and also for people who are just looking to do things, you know, just have a good time, but just do it differently and maybe, uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess, a little more responsibly. Is there an opportunity uh, for Indeed Brewing to do a non-alcoholic beer uh, in the coming months as opposed to a seltzer? Yeah, I think that, you know, for us, the two aren't mutually exclusive. I think that we could certainly continue to work on developing a really tasty non-alcoholic beer, and that is something that's on the docket for us and that our um, our brewery is working on. Uh, because, again, just coming back to that guest experience, you know, like you say, some people, there's all, all, all kinds of reasons why someone might choose not to drink a full alcohol beer at any given moment. Maybe right. they've had a couple and they want to just take a break or, you know, they're doing a dry January or any number of reasons. Um, and so for us, you know, it's always about that guest experience and non-alcoholic beer is definitely on the table. Uh, we just want to make sure that if we come out with one, that, it, that it, it's up to the standards that we've you know, set for ourselves as a brewery and that it would be just as delicious to drink one of those as, as one of our full strength beers. My guest has been Kelly Moritz. She's the COO of Indeed Brewing. They've got a number of locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin. They've recently announced a new offering, which has actually been on tap for them since 2019. But now it's in cans. It's a seltzer, a non-alcoholic seltzer with CBD in it, and it's called Lull. Just go to IndeedBrewing.com. That's the website for more information. Kelly, thanks so much for joining me on the program tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you so much, Al. You got it up next. It's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Hello, baby! Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And it's hard to believe that earlier this week would have been uh, Eddie Van Halen's 66th birthday. And it's hard to believe that we lost Eddie Van Halen just last year. It's not even a year that Eddie Van Halen is gone. And that is a very, very sad thing. I want to quickly get to the beers, but there is two things that I do want to get to. One of them I had mentioned about what beers to have at a Super Bowl party. But a bigger deal is that New York City's restaurants are reeling right now after Governor Cuomo earlier this week said he will not consider reinstating indoor dining. He made a slew of announcements earlier in the week rolling back coronavirus restrictions based on current indicators, but says the city's dining rooms will remain closed. The New York City Hospitality Alliance said the decision is discriminatory and destroying the livelihoods of small business owners and workers. Advocates say 
They've filed multiple legal actions to reopen indoor dining. They're considering additional options. This is just a travesty from the governor. You open it up in other areas of the state, including Long Island, which is just a short drive away if you live in Queens or Brooklyn. And, you know, in upstate New York, in Westchester County, you open up indoor dining where you can easily get to from the Bronx or in Staten Island where you can just take a bridge over into New Jersey and and uh, eat somewhere at 25% capacity, but yet you won't open it back up in New York City. The governor is destroying businesses in New York, specifically the restaurants. I'm sorry, there's no other way to put it. That's my, my two cents on that nature. Reopen indoor dining, make it 25%, and allow these people to try and make some money. Now, I know I mentioned the Super Bowl is next week. Uh, we'll be on next Sunday night, you know, after the Super Bowl. But if you're throwing a Super Bowl party, and please keep it small, keep it to a few people, and maybe not. Maybe you're just having, you know, yourself and it's your wife and maybe you're, you know, you have your, your, whatever. You're having maybe four or five people over or whatever. Here's the best beers to drink while you're watching the Super Bowl. I'm not going to name brands because I always say drink local, right? And I'm certainly going to do that if I imbibe on a beer or two uh, during the game next week. But, uh, you know, obviously not too much. i got to get up early. But I'll usually go with a Pilsner. It's light. It's crisp. Perfectly paired with a pizza. Any type of pizza will go with, with, a, with a Pilsner, and that's what you want. You want that crispness while you're having all that grease. Now, if you're serving nachos at your party, an IPA is always a good, jo- a good choice. The bitterness in the hop, if you're drinking a traditional IPA, will cut down on the heat. You want to do a hazy? That's fine. I just I don't go overboard. And to be honest with you, you should be avoiding bigger, boozier beers. Double, triple IPA, I would kind of stay away from that. If you know, if you want to get up the next morning without a hangover, I would definitely uh, look towards traditional IPAs. If you're going to have spicy foods, I would look for a pilsner or a lager. If you're going to eat something a little more temperate, um, you know, like pizza, uh, maybe you're having pasta. I, I don't know. Whatever you decide that you're going to have with your party, um, keep it lighter on the lighter side uh, as opposed to the heavier side. So there's my uh, little Super Bowl advice. While you're going out and buying beers, let's dive into suds and duds before we run out of time. Uh, the folks from Alosta Brewing had sent me a bunch of beers. Finally, got a chance to uh, dive into their Grand Crew. This is nice, boozy, fruity, a really good beer. Uh, a little bit on the heavier ABV side, but a very nice beer that you can open and let sit for an hour while you're sipping it um, and drink it. Excellent. Um, the guys from Source did a winter saison a few weeks back, and. Let me tell you something. This does not drink like a 10% beer. The honey is awesome. There's a little spice in it, but perfectly balanced. And by spice, I don't mean heat. I just mean the spiciness of the elements that they had added into the beer. The dryness on the end is lovely. This was a fantastic beer and was very happy uh, to have a can of this. Uh, Heavy Seas had sent me their 25th anniversary ale. And boy, let me tell you something. Talk about a big banger. This thing, I think, was like over 14 or 15%. Boozy, caramel, bourbon, toffee. It was thick, poured thick, looks thick in the glass. Excellent beer. Kudos to Heavy Seas uh, for, for brewing for 25 years. Now, for my money, Timber Ales makes some of the best stouts I've ever had. And I'm not talking about, because my neighbor and I were having this discussion about, you know, he was looking for a stout that was, you know, 5 6%, something that he could... Enjoy dark, roasty, but not too boozy, right? But Timber Ales does these boozy, flavorful adjunct stouts that are just out of sight. And anytime I'm at Nosvino uh, in Westfield and they have a can or two of something that I haven't had from Timber Ales, I absolutely pick one up. 
Um, and their prices are reasonable, uh, you know, because they do sell single cans, two cans, four packs, whatever. But uh, Timber Ales, it just makes unbelievably delicious stouts that if I didn't care about my weight, I'd probably be 600 pounds because they're so boozy and loaded. I'd probably be a heavy diabetic because of all the sugar and everything else, right? But this one, Borrowed Brilliance by Timber Ales, is exactly everything that you want from a stout that's imperial with flavor. Marshmallow, coffee, vanilla. Every single ingredient, those, or especially those three, spot on. You get the sweetness from the marshmallow, the little bit of sweetness from the vanilla. The coffee is there. It's under, it's just, it sits in there. It's a fantastic beer. Borrowed Brilliance is the name of it from Timber Rails. Outstanding. Also got at Nosvino, uh, Carmen Lime, they just picked up. It's f- so funny. I, I stop at Nosvino, I'm looking for something. And the, the Icarus guy had just dropped off fresh Icarus beer that I, had been canned that day or the day before. So I picked up uh, Carmen Line, another well-done juicy IPA by these guys. Uh, they do a great – Icarus just does a fantastic job. One of these days i got to get Jason on the show. Keep saying it. i, I got to make a move uh, to get him on the program. Uh, also picked up Nitro Just Wing It. I believe this is a collab between them and, and Brick City, I'm pretty sure. And uh, – this is great. Nitro, smooth, coffee, chocolate, very subtle, not a, not a boozy beer. Excellent. Now, my neighbor, and I've shared these with my neighbor, my neighbor brought over uh, one of his buddies that he works with, um, picked up some beer from Free Will Brewing over in Pennsylvania, and uh, in Percassie, I think it is, uh, Pennsylvania. And he said this Ralphius uh, stout collection is out of sight. It's out of bounds. The best stouts he's ever had, et cetera, et cetera. So I said, all right, let's try it. So the first one we cracked open, and they're small 8-ounce cans, so we were able to share it. Uh, the first one we had, Salted Caramel Ralphius by Freewell. Way too much bourbon in this. Uh, and salt. Uh, for some reason, it was, it, it, it was overpowering in a really bad way. I felt like I was licking a salt stick, and then on top of it is this boozy bourbon, like way too boozy, more bourbon than beer. Again, I like bourbon in my beer, but if, I, if I'm going to taste straight-on bourbon... I'd rather have a glass of bourbon that's clean, not mixed in uh, with a beer. Didn't care for it at all. Um, then we had the S'mores Ralphius. Again, too much bourbon in the mix. The flavors that are supposed to be there in a s'mores, the graham cracker, the marshmallow, the chocolate, none of it was there. Couldn't identify it. All I got was overpowering bourbon. We had the white chocolate macadamia Ralphius. Uh, again, way too much bourbon. I don't know what, uh, again, I don't know what happened in the brewing process. I don't know if maybe it was it, it, it fermented too long. There was just an overpowering of bourbon in this. And and other people that I, I you know, read their untapped comments, and uh, I've talked to other people who have had it, they all say, it's a great beer. It's, oh, my God, it's, this is it. For some reason, I don't know what it is, but the bourbon was way overpowering, too much. And it wasn't like we had it ice cold and then we drank it. It was at a, a you know, a decently chilled temperature. Opened it up, let it sit for a few minutes, let it start to warm up, start sipping it. Still didn't get it. Honestly, I I don't think I would ever buy one of their stouts. Now, would I try some of their other beers? Absolutely. The stouts? Eh, I'd probably pass on that. And then finally, Chasing Shadows by Timberales. Now, after having all those samples, we cracked this can open. uh, And this is a a collab between Timberales and Folk's Beer. And... um, Oh, or is it folks? I'm not sure. You know what? It, but but Tim Morell's made it. And um, I have to tell you, this is what a stout with flavor should taste like. A fantastic melding of chocolate, vanilla, and marshmallow. All of it perfect. None of it cloying. None of it overpowering one another. 
That's exactly what you want from an adjunct. You don't want one flavor to overpower the other. You're trying to get it so it all blends seamlessly. And if one is a little bit more than the other, that's fine. But when the bourbon is so out of whack with everything else that you do, that's not a good thing. And to me, that's a drain pour. Bottom line. Plain and simple. Folks, my thanks to everyone involved in the show as well as my guests, Tim and Corinne Grant, the owners of Lions Row Brewing in Westfield, New Jersey. They're opening up on February 5th. And Kelly Moritz, the chief operating officer for Indeed Brewing out in Minnesota. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back live on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.